Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Wow. Hi, guys. <laughs> Do I have, I got drool here. I think I have poo here. I don't know what's happening. And we're, we've taken care of two babies, for those of you that don't, that don't know. We became foster parents last November. It's been an incredible journey. It's been very stretching and very good at the same time. So this is one of our little ones here, and we have another one who's um, having a visit right now. But, um, and then we have two children, five and seven. So my world is that. <laughs> my world is motherhood. My world, that is my ministry. Um, that is what I do, and it is... 24-7, as those of you know who have children, it is a full-time job, and I love it, and it's very challenging at the same time. So I was like, God, I know I'm supposed to get up here and speak, but I often, I often um, <laughs> downplay myself because I'm, I'm just a mom, you know? Just a, have you ever done that to yourself? Well, I'm just a, just a wife. I'm just a housewife. I'm just a... I don't know, a business owner. I'm just a, and, and we tend to, to put ourselves in these little categories. But I want to challenge you <laughs> that you guys, each of you, have so much to give. <laughs> because the King of Glory has made a dwelling inside of you. Because the King of Glory has taken up residence inside your heart. If you've invited him in, he dwells right here inside of you. Isn't that incredible? Like, you have everything that you need. If you're at rock bottom, if you're at the end of yourself, if you're stretched beyond capacity, you still have something to give because the king of glory dwells inside of you. I was just like, I was just meditating on that, thinking like, oh my gosh, I am like, I am so stretched in so many ways right now in my life. Adding these two babies has been a lot. The other one is um, 19 months old. And as you know, 19-month-olds are all over the place. And I also am a homeschool mom, so I don't really ever get a break. (laughs) Um, You know, it's full on at my house. So I was thinking, God, like, I I don't know. I don't even know what I'm going to say when I get up there. I don't even I can't I don't even have time to think about a message. And and my main my heart in in coming up here was that I didn't want to prepare a message for the sake of preparing a message. I was like, I know that you're in me, God, and and you are going to come out. You are excited to come out. And that's the same thing for each and every one of you. Don't disqualify yourself. I can disqualify myself. I am so busy. I got da-da-da-da-da, and I I I don't sleep at night, and I don't have time to prepare a message. I could have done that, you know? But I just kept hearing God say, fire falls on sacrifice. Fire falls on sacrifice. And so I just I was like, okay, God, I'll just get up there and burn. I'll just get up there and burn for you, God. And then my hope is that you catch fire, that you fall in love with the king. Because that's what, where ministry comes out of, is you falling in love with who he is. And I think about the people that I admire, the people that I admire, the people that I watch burning, the people that I watch so in love with Jesus. It gets me hungry. It gets me so hungry to cry out to him. It gets me so hungry to fall on my knees. And so that is my desire for you guys as I share. I honestly don't know what's going to come out of me, but I just know, God, I'm just going to burn. I'm just going to burn. I'm just going to share my life. So... Here we go. You guys excited? Isn't God good? 
God's so good. He's so good. <laughs> I was laughing as I was coming out the door. My brother, he lives with us wherever he is. James, are you in here somewhere? He's over there. Um, <laughs> I was laughing. as He's like, what's so funny? I'm like, well, I'm trying to get out the door. I just had to drop off one child. I just got pooped on. And um, I have to pre- preach a message that I have no idea what I'm going to say. My child is complaining about her Band-Aid and losing her mind. And my son can't find his shoes and he's losing his mind. And I was just like, oh, Jesus, this is comical, you know? Are you ever in that place where you're like, how are we going to do this, God? And then I thought, oh, thank God. I can't do this on my own. Like, I am, I am at, like, no capacity to do anything right now. Praise the Lord he has to show up. <laughs> I think it's better that way. I think it's better when we don't have the capacity because then he has the capacity and he's inside of us. Praise the Lord. Um, I was really um, resonating with this verse um, this week in Psalms. And this is the Passion Translation. I love the Passion Translation. It's fun to read. Um, it's, it's um, yeah, I'm just gonna read this. So this is Psalm 1, verse 1. And it says, What delight comes to those who follow God's ways? He won't walk in the steps of the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. His pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of I am, meditating day and night in the true revelation of light. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of his life. Every season. Everybody say every season. (laughs) Every season. We get to bear fruit in every season of our life. Some of you are in a season that is challenging right now. Maybe you're even in a season of loss and grief. I feel like we could probably all have a story of each of those types of seasons. I know Jesse and I have been through a lot with loss and grief, and I've been in seasons where I feel like I have nothing to give, and I, how am I supposed to bear fruit? How am I supposed to do anything? I'm just in this sadness and pain, and I remember in those times that, I, yes, I found God in the, in the sadness, and he came and met me. But when I was in those depths of of loss and grief and trauma, I found God the most in my thankfulness because that was the sacrifice. That was the ultimate sacrifice and fire always falls on sacrifice. And I remember in times of loss where I I just would throw my hands in the air and start worshiping. And I would just start worshiping. And I remember coming here actually um, the day after um, losing a baby. And um, the, many of you know our story. I don't want to go into that right now. But it was the day after, and I'm sitting in the front, and I'm still, I just lost a baby. So it was very traumatic. And I'm standing there worshiping. And somebody said, I can't believe you're here. And I remember I, I just said, like, I don't know what else to do. You know, I don't know what else would I do. What else would I do? Would I be home and just be sad? And I remember God meeting me so tremendously in that moment as I just offered the sacrifice of worship, offering a sacrifice of worship, because fire always falls on sacrifice. I remember a family came here after just losing their son. The whole family was here. 
And I just wept as I watched them worship because I know that it's so easy for us to get our minds off of who God is when we experience something that's, that's, that's counterintuitive to what we think should be happening in our world and in our life. And so when we go through these challenging things, I challenge you to lift up a sacrifice of thankfulness and worship. And I do this with my kids. Like, when they're in their hot messes, you know, they, they have, I mean, their brains aren't fully developed yet, and so there's some, like, cray town stuff that happens in my house. I mean, if you're there yesterday, you would think, like, call CBS, something is going down. Like, somebody's being killed, I don't know what's happening, but there's a lot of screaming and a lot of emotion. It was cray, okay? I was like, oh, Jesus, save me! Oh, yes, so there's a lot of screaming, and I remember as we came out, as the emotion started settling down, and um, this particular child was just having a really hard time, her mind was focused on everything that was going wrong and everything that she didn't have, and I said, okay, hon, this is what we got to do. Let's start saying something that we're thankful for. Mom, I don't want to, no, 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 Okay, no problem. I'll start. <laughs> I'm thankful for my house, and I was also feeling extremely just, I didn't want to be thankful either. So we don't always feel like it. I was having a hard time because it was a stirring up all this stuff in me of like, ah, I can't handle this. I just want to run away and hide. And I just was like, nope, not doing that, God. Here we go. Start easy. Uh, look at, so I'm thankful for this podium. I'm thankful for this floor. I'm thankful for my toes. I'm th- and I started feeling the joy come back inside of me. And then Reagan kind of started looking around and kind of started joining in. I'm thankful for my bed thankful for my house. I'm thankful for my, and then we started doing this dance. I'm thankful for my bed. I'm thankful for my hair. I'm thankful for my house. And it was just like this whole dance that we went into that broke us out of it because thankfulness, especially in times of when it becomes a sacrifice to give thankfulness, fire falls on that sacrifice and the joy returns and you realize where you are. And it's not in some stinky pit like we thought that we were. No, we're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. He is in us and we have his fullness. He is the fullness of joy. We lack nothing. Those other times that just we're having a momentary lapse in identity crisis. We just momentarily forgot who we were because we have the fullness of joy inside of us. I love that. Deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of his life. You can bear fruit in every season of your life. The fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You have all those things inside of you in every season of your life. Never discredit yourself because you're going through a hard time. If we all did that, we wouldn't, there wouldn't, there's, there's already not enough workers the Bible talks about. And if we all as Christians were like, well, I'm just going through a hard time. It's just my season of sadness. No, you have the fullness of joy. And I'm not saying grieving is wrong. Like, yes, let your heart be heard. Let the sadness come out. Don't stuff it down and just put on a face. Don't do that because then it'll come up later as depression. Let your cries be heard before the Lord like David, but then offer the sacrifice of praise and worship. Get yourself out. Call a phone a friend. You know what I mean? Reach out to the family of God. We need each other, and we can't afford to live with our heads down. We just can't. There's no time. There's no time to live with our heads down. You have the fullness of joy inside of you. 
I love this. Here's a, a beautiful vision of a sacrifice um, of David. This is Psalm 5. He says, listen, listen, Yahweh. This is before Jesus died on the cross. Listen, can't you hear my groaning? Don't you hear? I'm crying out to you, my king, my God. Consider my every word. So he's, he's, he's exposing his heart in that moment. He's saying, can't you hear me? I'm sure we've all had that moment. God, can't you hear me? But he knows the truth. He knows that God can hear him. Because then he goes on to say, at each and every sunrise, you will hear my voice. So he's being honest. <laughs> he's letting some emotion come out. But then he's declaring with his lips, no, I know you. You will hear my voice. And he knows God because he spent time with him. And that's where it comes back to in the beginning of Psalm 1 where I said, what delight comes to the one who follows God's ways. God's ways aren't just rules. God's ways aren't just things that you read in a book. Knowing God's ways comes from intimacy, from communion. And I thought it was pertinent that we did communion this morning. I was thinking of just communing with God and what that looks like. Because there's only one way to know his ways. Yes, reading the word. Yes, hearing amazing sermons. But communing with him, really, really seeking him. It doesn't have to be alone all the time. I don't have a lot of alone time. So if I delegated my communion with God to just a prayer closet, I would never spend time with him. And that would be not so much fun. Communion with God can happen anywhere. It can happen in the chaos of your house. It could happen when there's a crying baby. It can happen when you're in the middle of the workplace. Communion with God can happen anywhere. And a, um, a beautiful story of communion with God in, in the most mundane of things is in a book by Brother Lawrence um, called, somebody help me out. What's Brother Lawrence? Thank you, Practicing the Presence. It's a beautiful depiction of communing with God. Um, I'm going to read this quote. I'm reading this book, Grace for the Contemplative, Com Contemplative Parent by Lily Crowder, John Crowder's wife. If you guys know who John Crowder is, this has really been blessing me in this season. She talks a lot about motherhood um, and talks a lot about how we don't need to feel guilty for what we're not doing and that we can find God even when we're folding laundry because he's there, because he's in us. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? He's inside of us. Like, if you really just think about that, he's inside of you? That's insane. Sometimes I'm like, come, Lord, and then I'm like, wait, hi. <laughs> you know? Like, he's right here. Oh, man. He's so good, you guys. He's so good. The confidence and rest that comes when we are suddenly graced with consciousness of his presence inside of us is so encouraging. The confidence and rest that comes when we are suddenly graced with the consciousness that he is with us is so encouraging. So if anything, <clears throat> as you're going throughout your day, just turn. Just turn your eyes. Just turn. Just quickly look and go, oh, yeah, thank you, God. You're right here. Screaming kids, oh, yeah, God, you're right here. You're with me. I'm going to learn your ways. And in, in your ways, I can bear fruit in every season of my life. I kind of rabbit trailed. I was going somewhere with David. <laughs> yeah, Brother Lawrence, he's a good one. So 
David's calling out to God in, in Psalm 5. He recognizes his voice. He, he, he at first says, can't you hear my groaning? And then he goes on to say, yes, you will hear my voice. Then he says, as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you. So the, in that season for him, prayer and communion with God felt like a sacrifice. And he said, every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. Isn't that a beautiful picture? That every morning he laid out the pieces of his life on the altar and waited for his fire, God's fire, to fall upon his heart. I just want to pray for us. <laughs> I just feel like God wants to do something really special in each of our hearts right now. As I was in worship, that revelation of sacrifice falling, or fire falling on sacrifice hit me, and I just started crying. He is so proud of each and every one of you. He sees the sacrifices that you make to be near to him. He loves the way you look at him. He loves the way you seek him. Don't ever discredit who you are in his eyes. We can't afford to do that, you guys. We can't. We can't afford to be Christians that look at our own mistakes and our flaws. We just can't. There's no time. We ain't got time for that. (laughs) There's people out there that don't know him. There's people out there that are dying. And you have eternal life inside of you. This isn't a guilt message of, oh, I'm not doing enough at all. This is just remembering that you always have something to give a smile, an encouraging word. Uh, I like your outfit today to the cashier. You always have something to give. So Jesus, I thank you, God. I thank you for the fire falling on us all right now, Jesus. Would you come and stir in our hearts? Would you come stir in our hearts, stir in our hearts, stir in our hearts, a passion for your name, God. A passion, a passion to see those around us, God. A passion to get our eyes off of our stuff and onto you, Daddy. The ultimate provider, God. The ultimate source of joy, God. No matter what season, and every season that we bear fruit. Every season that we bear fruit, God. You're so faithful, God. You're so faithful, God. You're so faithful, God. You're so faithful, God. Hmm. Thank you for this community, God. He's so in love with you guys. He's so in love. He's so in love. He's so proud. Just tell yourself, he's so proud of me. He's so in love with me. Because when you know that you're loved... (laughs) You can love. You can be love. You can be love when you know that you're loved. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) He makes me really happy. He does. (laughs) He makes me really happy. Does he make you guys happy? He's so good. He's really good. 
It's really that simple. I don't have a lot to say. I just know that he's really good, you guys. And, I, and my, my longing is that you would know that too. I know a lot of you do know that. I'm just stirring it up. I'm just stirring it up. He's really, 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 really good. <laughs> and he's really, really, really faithful. In all those situations, there's no hopelessness in him. Another one of my children lost a precious item of theirs. Whoo, a blankie, sacred, sacred blankie. Oh man, we cannot sleep without this sacred blankie. And there was a lot of hopelessness <laughs> coming out of her. I mean, whoo, it was, we already did the bedtime routine, everything's great. Then she's realizing this, this is missing. We're trying to just, I, we hadn't eaten dinner yet. I was so hungry. I'm like, I ain't got time for this. Just, okay, just, you know how you have those moments as a parent. You're like, okay, just quickly. Okay, yes, say your prayers. I'm so sorry. Trying to, you know, bring the empathy. I'm so sorry. I know, I know. Mom is really hungry. Okay, go to bed. I know, go to bed. Good night. And I went downstairs and I started, <laughs> Jesse and I started eating. And in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, this isn't quite what Jesus would do, I don't think. I feel like he would have a little bit more compassion than this. <laughs> I feel like I should probably go back up there. So I went back up there, and she, I mean, she's, she's all over the house. She's opening up the refrigerator. She's open every drawer in the kitchen, and she's bab- mumbling, just mumbling to herself. I mean, just beside her mind. And we've tried everything already, and it's just like, I'm like, I don't know, Jesse, what do we do? I don't know, what do we do? We're like, we, this happens a lot as parents. Like, I don't know, what do we do? I don't know. Do you have any ideas? I don't know. And we're like, Holy Spirit, come on. Like, help us out here. What should we do? She's just babbling like a chicken with her head cut off. I don't know. I don't know. Just, I'm like, it's not in the refrigerator fridge, honey. It's not in the garage fridge. Anyway, so I finally go upstairs after realizing. And I'm like, hun, we got to get hope back. Because right now your hope is gone. Let, let's slow down and think about this. God is a God of hope. And I want, here's what I want you to do right now. He's like, okay. She's, I said, I want you to say, God, God, I'm really sad right now. I can't find my blankie. I'm really sad right now. I can't find my blankie. Would you come and would you comfort me? And then she starts kind of, she releases. You know, have you ever prayed with somebody, you hear them exhale, or have you exhaled yourself, you know something is shifting. There's something spiritual that happens when you exhale. You're letting go of the hopelessness. You're letting go of the anxiety. You're letting go, and you're breathing God back in. You're breathing hope back into you. And I, whenever that happens when I'm praying for one of my children, I'm like, we got it. We got it. So she exhales. She breathes in, and she says, would you come and be my comforter right now? I don't have my, I don't have my blankie. I don't have my comforter. Would you come and be my comforter? And something shifted in her and she went from crazy town. I'm losing my mind. I have no hope to thanks mom. I can sleep. I can, I, I can do this. I can sleep without it. You came at just the right time. I was feeling extra sad. And I'm like, how could you be sadder than what I experienced before? I don't know. I'm glad I came at the right time. <laughs> but, and how about I just lay here and lay with you extra long? And I was thinking, 
this is a sacrifice for me. Like, this is not what I want to be doing. But that's what God does for us time and time again. He's always right there. And as I parent my children, I want to I do my best to paint a picture of who God is as a, as a comforter and all the other things. So anyway, that was a, a picture of us getting our hope back. Because sometimes we don't have hope about a situation. And we need to just take a second, stop the running around with the I can'ts and I don't knows and this isn't going to work and just stop, just stop and breathe. And if you see somebody else doing that in your life, you get to be that person to help them stop and breathe and get hope back into their life. We can't afford, we can't afford to stay in those places as Christians. We just can't. We have to have God's power. We have to be a display of God's power on this earth. We have to be his image bearers. There's no other one that's going to do it. You're it. It's not the the person up here speaking. You're the one. (laughs) You're it. You're on the team. You got this. (laughs) We're a family. We do it together. We need each and every one of you loving on people. I have no idea where I was going, but... Yeah, he brings me a lot of joy. He really does. I don't know how I'd do this without him, to be honest. Like, this world can get crazy sometimes. Poop everywhere and blankies. I mean, sometimes our house, I'm like, you guys are coming over for a party? I don't know. Like, (laughs) praise the Lord for the party team because it's sometimes a hot mess up in there. They get it sorted for us. A day that feels like toil and a meaningless hamster wheel is transformed into one that contains purpose, full of meaning, and and substance. When you recognize him in common places, you feel connected to him personally. This is what he desires for us, to always feel united in our everyday lives. That is from Lily Crowder's book. Often our days can feel like a meaningless hamster wheel. Have you guys ever felt that way? I'm like, doing the same. What'd you do today, honey? Cleaned the house a thousand times, wiped a million butts, and tried to entertain the church. Sorry, bottoms, not appropriate at church. And like, I just feel like, I don't know what you want to know. I did the same thing I did the other day and the other day before that and the other day before that. But our days are transformed into ones that contain so much purpose meaning and substance when we simply recognize him in these common places. When you recognize him when you're doing the dishes. When you recognize him when you're filling out that Excel spreadsheet at work and you're bored beyond your mind. When you recognize him, he's inside of you. And he's so excited to come out. I remember, I remember, I forget who said it. I, I think somebody up at Bethel, but I remember somebody saying, God is more excited about coming out of you than you are about releasing him. Like, and I got this image of him like knocking on my heart like, let me out. Like, I just want to love people. Like, I'm in here. Can I just love people? <laughs> like, stop looking at yourself. Like, I want to love that person right now. Let me out. And I'm like, oh, that makes it so much easier. He just wants to love people. And I just get to be the vessel. If I just stop thinking about my boredom or my daily routine and just recognize him. He comes out of us in ways that are unexpected. You know, like sometimes I'm surprised. I'm like, oh, I just ministered to somebody. 
good job, me. Like, like, you know, like, but it's, it's easy when you're in love. It's easy when you recognize him inside of you. It's easy. It's easy. He's so good. He's really, really good. I'm just going to keep saying it. He's really, really, really good. And he knows how to love us really, really well. <laughs> now you guys won't be able to stop thinking about that. I want to come out! <laughs> I don't know why he's doing this. <laughs> I just realized I don't even have shoes on. Where are my shoes? Over there. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. God is so fun. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. I think about sacrifice, fire falling on sacrifice, and knowing the ways of God, and I, and I, and I immediately go to, to Isaac and the, the sacrifice of Abraham's only son after this massive promise of the son and waiting all these years and the promise is here and he's alive and he's a child. And then God asks him to sacrifice this son of his. Can you imagine the intimacy that Abraham had to have with God to trust him when he said, would you give me my son? Can you imagine? Because knowing the ways of God, when we are intimately when we intimately know somebody, trust automatically follows, right? If you're really, like for instance, in a spouse relationship, we know each other so well. If my husband says, hey honey, I need, I'm gonna ask you to do something, would you do it? I would say yes, because I know he's not gonna ask me something. I, I can trust him because I know him. We spend time together. We're face to face together, even though it's a little less these days with all the, all the kids. But... It's the same with God. When we get face to face with him, we can trust him. So when he asks of, of these things, it doesn't feel hard. It doesn't feel like, <laughs> I'm just imagining Abraham, I'm just imagining his thoughts, going up this mountain with his son. And he's trusting God above his desire to have his son because of the intimacy he's spending with him, the face-to-face time. Could you imagine? I'm like, what was his face-to-face time with God like for him to be that trusting? I mean, that, that's like, that trips me out when I meditate on that. That he was so intimately aware of the ways of the Lord, the kindness of the Lord, that it wasn't a thought to him. He just took his son up the mountain. And when his son asked, where is the sacrifice? Where is the offering? He said, the Lord will provide. And he's tying up a son and he's about to kill him. And then, then the Lord says to stop and he, he does provide. There's a, there's a ram right there. He was intimately aware of the ways of God. He was intimately aware of the ways of God. So much so that he could trust God with that, that big of a sacrifice. That just blows me away. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he's really good. What delight comes to the one who follows the ways of God. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree, 
deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of life. So that is my prayer for each and every one of us, that we would be so intimately aware of the ways of the Lord that we will trust him in an instant. That we would bear fruit in every season of our lives, whether in lack or abundance, whether in grief or joy. It doesn't discredit you. Don't discredit yourself because you're in a different season than you want to be. You have everything that you need. He is right there inside of you, and he is full of life, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's all right there. It's all right there for you. We get to bear fruit in every season of our life. Hmm. See, I'm just just (laughs) going to close in prayer. Just hold out your hands in front of you. Just become aware of him inside of you. Just become aware of him whispering to you. He says, I love you. I love you, my son and my daughter. I see you. I know you. I see where you are. You can't hide. I'm enamored with you. I'm watching over you always. I'm closer than your breath. Would you let me love you deeper? Thank you for trusting me. I see. I see the times that it's hard to trust, and I see you trusting me, and my heart bursts. Says the Lord, my heart explodes with love for you, my son and my daughter. There's nowhere else I'd rather be, says the Lord, than right up next to you. I am so delighted with you. And I see the hurting places too. And I am right here to hold you. I am right here to hold you. Just release it all with me. Release it all with me. Let Papa hold you. Let Papa hold you. Let Papa hold you. Let Papa hold you. Don't push it down. Let it out in my arms. I'm right here. And in the seasons of joy, says God, I love dancing with you. I love dancing with you. Would you invite me to dance? Would you invite me to dance? I like to dance too. (laughs) Yeah, God.
And when you see other kids of mine, would you tell them? Would you tell them with me how much I love them? <laughs> Let's go tell the world. I'm excited to be with you today, son and daughter. I'm excited to tell the world how good I am. I, I got to use your voice. <laughs> I got to use your hands and your mind. Let's do it. Let's go love the world together. It's easy. It's easy because I'm with you. I'll never leave you. You'll never do it alone. I never disappoint. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. Hmm. Thank you, God, for always being with us and for making your yoke so easy, your burden light. It's a simple, simple gospel, God. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for dying on the cross. That we get to rise, to die and to rise new in you, God. With you inside of us, God. Taking you everywhere we go. We're never alone. Yeah, you're so good, God. <laughs> Amen. Isn't it fun to picture God talking like that? <laughs> it's just... It's just simple, you know, like he talks to me that way. He talks to me that way, like, come on, Jess, come on. Sometimes I wake up to a crying child instead of an, an alarm clock and it's a way more difficult and I just hear God, I just wanna be like, oh, and I hear God say, come on, Jess, let's go love that kid together. Like, okay, we can do that, let's do it. It's a good day, it's a happy, you, know, you just gotta like snap yourself out. <laughs> Bring him with you, he's really fun. What do you wanna do, Jess? I ended early. Bring the baby up here. <laughs> How many of you guys want to hear God talk to you that way more often? Just raise your hand. Can I, can I have her pray over us? Um, there, Jesse, Jessica carries, he doesn't always talk to me that way, I'll be honest. A little, I'm like, darn that kid, he's crying, screaming as an alarm clock. I'm going to need that impartation. But, um, but Jessica carries a, a really great... I got her? No, but the camera. Oh, she can't be on camera. Um, uh, anyway, so Jess really carries that, partly because she has no time for religion in her life. Like that, you can hear it. This is just, this is her life coming out. And it's like, it's a meal. And you get to choose to eat it or not, but... Um, but I want to I want to have her pray and just release over her, over us just that childlikeness to hear the Father share in such an intimate way because she said something I hope you caught it she says trust comes from intimacy and most of us say oh I trust you Lord and then He asks you to do something and you're like well <laughs> right and so like it it we we have we have levels of trust with the Lord and. Um, and I think there's an intimacy piece that oftentimes we forget. So I'm just going to have her pray that over. Is that all right? Yeah. Intimacy. <laughs> yeah, God, thank you for more. Thank you for a supernatural grace to encounter you in this season, God. That it wouldn't be, we're not hungry for one encounter, God. We're hungry for a continual feast of your presence, Jesus.
that 24-7, God, that we would be aware of intimacy with you in the most mundane to the most exciting, God. Yeah, Dad, that each and every one of us, God, would experience an intimacy like never before in this season. That this is a season of another level of intimacy. We need it, God. There are hurting people out there in need of your fire and your passion. And we can't afford not to know you, God, in a deeper way. So we just receive, God, your gift of 100% union with you. That each and every one of us, this is a new season of depth and intimacy a new season of encounter, that there'd be people in here that when you walk into your room, you fall to your knees and can't get up for hours because you're in a holy place with the Lord. There are holy places that some of you have created. I just say more, God. Would you show each and every one of us where that holy place is, God? That there'd be a special place between me and you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for the more in this season. Fire falling on sacrifice. That we would be (laughs) endless torches for you, God. Burning flames set afire with love and passion and intimacy because there's nothing more powerful than lovers in love. There is no force stronger on this universe than love, God. Yeah, set us on fire, Jesus. Amen. Awesome. Come on, let's just give God praise. <laughs> cool. We got our prayer team coming up. If you're on our prayer team, come on up here. If you need prayer for anything at all, we just want to wanna wreck you. We want to cover you. We want to clobber you, uh, give you words, of, uh, words directly from the voice of God. Hey, if, if, uh, we're going to do prayer team training. So if, you've ever, if you're new here, you want to be on the prayer team, you've got to go through this training. And we do it quarterly, and we're doing it today. So there won't, there won't be another training for at least a few more months. So um, probably it'll start in about 10 minutes, because I, ha- I want our team to pray for people first. So if that's you, stick around, and we'll do that for about 30 minutes or so is how long the training will be. All right. Put your hand on your heart. Say, if you receive this message, say, I receive it. Say, I'll never be the same again. Say, get me, God. <laughs> amen. Amen. Have a great weekend, you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.